I've got a Cuba that is very much not Libre. I've got a... Oh, my goodness. We've got the same ones again. Here we go. Date Fight! Hello there. Welcome to Date Fight. Yes. It's the podcast where we take great moments from history and we pitch them against each other. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have found the biggest lamp posts in the street of history and are seeing which facts shine the brightest for your entertainment. I so thought you were going to bring a dog into that, but that's cool. I mean, I really think making people think of urine first thing in the morning is that's what we want to do. Well. Because they all listen first thing. I drink my own. Morning, everyone. Hello. How are you? Yeah, sorry about that. We are full of our own urine. We're full of vim and vinegar. And our own urine. Have you been drinking Vim and vinegar? Then? <laughs> they don't go well together. Is Vim, can you still get Vim or is it now Jif? Vim, Vim Toe, I think. Sim. I don't know. Anyway, it's a new model now. Uh, it is indeed a fight once more. Our Christmas truce is over and you get to vote yes. on who wins uh, today's round. We'll tell you about how you do that at the end of the podcast. We are at each other's throats. Okay, round then. One. I'm going to take you back to the 14th of January, 1967, when the human bee-in launches the Summer of Love. As a response to the sit-ins and teach-ins previously, in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park, they had a human bee-in, where the only thing you had to do was just be. (laughs) (laughs) And it kicked off the Summer of Love and introduced the world psychedelia to the general populace, apparently. People who spoke included Timothy Leary, and that's where he coined his famous turn in, tune in, and drop out. Oh, wow. Allen Ginsberg was there, reading his poetry. Uh, Jefferson Airplane played, The Grateful Dead played. Essentially, it's typical late 60s stuff, but this is the one that kicked off the Summer of Love. Uh, Owsley Staley produced massive amounts of white lightning LSD, but he also bought 75 £20 turkeys to distribute. I assume they were dead and cooked. Yeah. I'm assuming he's not just handing out turkeys. <laughs> quick, 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 get um, it! <laughs> everyone's on LSD, what should we do? Hand out massive angry birds. <laughs> um, Twenty Between twenty and 30,000 people turned up, and I had never realised until I read about this that Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, which started oh. the next year, was a reference to sit-ins and beans and, and teach-ins. Yeah. Yeah. Why did I never think of that before? No, it never occurred to me until just now. And why were they distributing turkeys? That's the most un... I think maybe like, it was turkey, like, you could get... A £20 turkey sounds like a lot of... It's just not very, like, surely, like, it should be, like, some sprouted mung beans or something. This was the 60s. I mean, people weren't... Fully woke. You know, it was peace and love for yeah, humans, yeah. but, you know, animals can get okay, in the back fine. of the van. Okay, fine. Frankly. Opening the eyes of all the squares <laughs> to psychedelia and a different way of life, which, you know... <laughs> had a huge impact and went on to change the world and now we live in a world without war yes without hatred and without selfishness oh wow so thank you to them yeah they did well quite an achievement when you think about it what's your round one well i can't i mean i can't argue with a cessation of violence selfishness (laughs) or human hostility i just can't uh but i'll go a few years forward when i'm guessing we were still transitioning yeah. And I will take you to the 14th of January, 1973. Mm. The year of my birth. Ooh. when Year of my non-existence. The year of your what? It's the year of my non-existence. It's just dropping it in there. All right. Aloha from Hawaii is broadcast live via satellite. 
It's Elvis Presley's concert. It sets the record as the most. I mean, it's it sets a record. <laughs> it's not a. It's another one of those ones where someone has edited this entry into Wikipedia, right. and it's like, well, well, well. This is the record for the entry that I've entered. Yeah, you go. It sets the record as the most watched broadcast. That's a hyperlink that you can click on and it won't show up there because it's the most watched broadcast by an individual entertainer. Right. In television history, unless you're going to count Nixon resigning. So. (laughs) And to be fair, uh, Elvis closed better than he did. Yes. I would say Nixon opened better. It's a stronger opening. I'd watch the first 10 minutes of that more. Yeah. But Elvis probably closed better. That's right. Well, in fact, it was uh, Richard Nixon's visit to China a few months earlier Mm. that inspired Presley's manager, Colonel Thomas Parker, uh, to announce that there will be a worldwide satellite broadcast from Hawaii to allow the whole world a chance to see a Presley concert since he said it is impossible for us to play in every major city. What he didn't talk about and what Elvis didn't know at Mm. the time, let alone his fans, was that uh, throughout all of Elvis's career touring... And in spite of huge amounts of money he was offered to play abroad, uh, the colonel yeah. uh, turned down all offers of international tours because he was an illegal immigrant. Really? And he was scared that if he left the country, he'd get exposed and he would get deported back to the <laughs> Netherlands. So instead, we'll do a satellite concert from Hawaii and it'll be really brilliant. So hang on, this person had access to Amsterdam and thought America was a better idea. Well, well, well. I mean, it worked for him. Just, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So he said he's he was confident that one billion people would tune in to see it. But Brilliant. but despite his preoccupation with Europe, uh, he didn't seem to know an awful lot about it, particularly uh, the nature of time zones and the fact that the time <laughs> it was being broadcast was yeah, absolutely was hopeless. Be like four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the European market, it was catastrophic. So no one knows how many people tuned in to watch it live, which is why it doesn't actually <laughs> really make any of those lists. But I can tell you that between one and one and a half billion people watched the one-hour broadcast live, according to Elvis Presley Enterprises. Oh. And so the entire population of the world at this point was, what, four One billion. billion. Yes. No, it was... <laughs> yeah, it was probably three or, three or four billion, right. I would have thought. So that's half the people in the world, potentially, he's saying... Yeah. Watched yeah. it, including those who were almost definitely asleep. Yeah, no, definitely. But for all that okay. one uh, sort of poo-poos, all of this, you you have to admire uh, the set list. Kind of, he was such a heavyweight in the world of music. When you the the catalogue of his hits. <laughs> <laughs> here's, yeah. Here is the songs he sang. <laughs> <laughs> Barfing at the jailhouse. <laughs> Yeah. Love Lawn Laurie Park. <laughs> Puppies yep. gone bye-byes. Yep. Got some splaining. <laughs> that was a good one. That's got some splaining. Open brackets to do to the padre. Close brackets. <laughs> Mutton liquor blues. Longhorn Sally. Herniated blues. And do that thing. Brackets with the potato again. Close brackets. <sighs> That's delightful. I'm so glad I was there to see it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing catalogue of hits. Who could forget? I could. Let's have some birthdays. Happy birthday. 
birthday to old-time speech traitor Mark Antony, <laughs> who done his old mate Julius Caesar in right proper. Oh, talking of traitors, also happy birthday to Benedict Arnold. It's all traitors all day on Date Fight <laughs> FM. <laughs> also happy birthday to another traitor. It's Emily Watson, who betrayed her country for the ability... She didn't. She didn't do that. Don't believe that. She's just an actress. Not just an actress. She's just a very good actress. It's three traitors <laughs> after three. Uh, that's the birthdays. I like you, Emily Watson, really. Happy Death Day to Edmund Halley, after whom is named Halley's Comet, Halley's Method, and Halley Drive in Hackensack, New Jersey. Happy Death Day to Uta Hagen, the acting teacher who she taught loads of people. She taught Marilyn Monroe, she taught Marlon Brando. Um, that's quite that's quite a spectrum of, of, of acting uh, ability yeah, there. Yeah, she taught from the very good to the very <laughs> bad. I'm not saying which of those two is which. Also, happy death day to dirty story writing mid-20th century dropout Anais Nin, <laughs> who hung around with Henry Miller. She, you know, they were probably in Morocco a lot of times in the mid-20th century. Happy death day. Nice. That's them. I remember reading a bit of that at an impressionable age. Yeah, that's, I mean, that because it was available. I mean, they, oh, also Penguin 60 yeah. did a very little edition, so you could just pay 60p or whatever it was and get a... Dirty bit of Anais Nin in your life. It's also a very, very handy name uh, quite often when you're playing Scrabble. You can't put names down in Scrabble. I know you can't. You should just look at how angry... I couldn't even speak. Yeah, incredible. I'm full of rage at that. Look, if anyone wants to play Words with Friends with me, I am playing Words with Friends too at the moment, all right? I'm on there somewhere. So is that just Scrabble? Yeah. Or is it it just pretending not to be Scrabble? But for copyright purposes, no, it isn't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can you put down Anais Nin in Words With Friends? Yeah, you can say it wasn't that erotic. <laughs> Not after the fifth time you read it. <laughs> but yeah, just because the um, pages stuck together. <laughs> right. Round two. 1539. Yes. 14th of January, 1539. And Spain annexes Cuba, or to give it its full name... It does. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> So when they arrived uh, in 1492, yes. there were three indigenous tribes um, whom I shall not this... attempt to pronounce. But there were at least 150,000 natives on Cuba in yeah, 1492. Yeah, that, that went down quite sharply. Yeah, particularly in 1529 when there was a measles epidemic which killed Ta-da. two-thirds of the indigenous population of Cuba. I mean, I want to be all... Really crossed our antecedents for going around the world spreading germs, but I have got a really bad cold and have had a load this winter, so I don't yeah, feel like I'm in any position to. You haven't gone to any remote, previously uncontacted islands, have you, with your colds? No, I haven't. But I mean, maybe we've just all got colds. You went to like you went to like Sainsbury's in Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> I've wiped out Isha. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> the devastation in Epsom. No one can move. <laughs> Bogies. <laughs> uh, so what had happened? What had happened was was mm. yes. a, a long time before that, sort of forty-eight, fifty years ago, nearly. Yeah. Uh, before that, Columbus had landed at Cuba. Yeah. In fourteen hundred ninety-two. Yes. And so it took them quite a while, in a way, to annex Cuba. I think. Do you reckon they were just wondering, what should we do with Cuba? I've got this Cuba thing. What do you want to do with it? I don't know. Just put it back on the. Do something with it. Pile. Yeah, we'll deal with it later. 
Should we annex it? What even is annexing? I don't know. Is it like colonising? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it got passed around a bit, didn't it? Yes, the French took it for a while. And then uh, American the and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then finally uh, Fidel Castro. Was finally like, the Cubans got to run Cuba. Yeah, imagine that. Or sort of, sort of, not really Cubans, but the new Cubans. Yeah, the people who had supplanted actual Cubans. Well, yeah. were they? Because they kind of, well, too had landed the, in the... Well, you know... This is the thing you start whelping over there. We've had this conversation. I have, though, <laughs> we did. got some... Well, I think the contempt for humanity that the word whelping suggests is entirely um, justifiable. We should use it more often. Yeah, yeah. Once you start... Yeah. I have got some facts about Cuba, though. Yes, give me some Cuba facts. And these actually are facts. These aren't stupid, made-up, bogus ones. So, oh, man, I'm sorry. I hope they were going to But these are interesting. <laughs> All Cubans have to wear a shoe on their head. <laughs> Hence the Cuban heel. They have one of the highest literacy rates in the world. 99.8% of their population is literate, even though they earn about $29.60 a month on average. Also, Cuba is home to the largest flamingo colonies in the Western Hemisphere. Really? I didn't know that. And I have been looking for flamingos to hunt. Well, tuck in. Cuban life expectancy is 79 Whereas in the United States, it's 78. I didn't know that either. And its full name is actually Cola Cuba. <laughs> no, all of the rest of it's true there. That's some great Cuba facts. I mean, unfortunately, we can't fight over this because we both agreed it was... Yet again, we've come to the conclusion that the same things are important. Yeah, which bodes well for next year's it's episode. It's almost like <laughs> you can come to some sort of consensus as to what is and isn't important in history. But we will refuse to accept that yeah. until we absolutely and have perhaps to. Perhaps we should just uh, run these things by each other before we uh, start recording a podcast. But you know, yeah, maybe. that would take a lot of the joy and spontaneity out of it. Regardless of all of that, you get to decide which of us won. Will it be yes, the guy who came up with the actual facts about Cuba and the amusing song titles for Elvis Presley, what? or will it be Nat? <laughs> I think that severely misrepresents what we both contributed to today's podcast, but I'm not sure how. I'll have to go and have a think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, listen back and see what you think. Uh, you can vote if you go onto Twitter. It's at date underscore fight. Yes. If you go on Facebook, it's Facebook forward slash date fight. And you can vote. And each day there'll be a new vote. We will tot up who has won and lost across the week and announce the week's winner on Sunday. Yes, we will. Join us. Join us and vote and tell everyone subscribe. Yeah. Just make your life more yes. full of date. Fight. Don't forget, if you could embroider the words date fight onto every garment you own, it really helps yes. us out, guys. It really does help us really out. really helps us out if you embroider date fights onto every garment you've got. Yeah. And then with a staple gun. Especially hats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or shoes, if you're Cuban. Yeah. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks <laughs> see very you much tomorrow. for your company. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.